Hello and welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast. Today I am talking with my friend Kate Kaloran. She is amazing at SEO and Google AdWords and today she is sharing all of her secrets and she's sharing why we should give Google Ads a little bit more attention than we do. So if you are interested in learning any of that, let's dive in. Today's episode of the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast is brought to you by the new CBF Challenges. So we are bringing challenges back. I did these last year and I loved them. And this year I want to bring challenges back again. So in December, we are running a free challenge to help you get your inquiry process figured out. This is super important if you want to be working with clients in the new year, you want to impress them and put your best foot forward from the very beginning. And that means having a rock solid perfected, smooth, and very professional inquiry process. So if you want to figure out your inquiry process, figure out how you can make it even better and make sure that you are communicating professionally with your clients quickly and efficiently without having to sit in front of your computer every single day, 24 seven, then you need to be in this challenge. Head on over to chelseabfoster.com forward slash challenges to get started. You can register and get into this free challenge happening in mid-December. Welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast, where we explore how you can give yourself permission to run your business and live your dream life on your own terms. You started your business to have more freedom. Let's help you find it. I'm your host, Chelsea B. Foster. Let's dive into today's topic. Okay, so I'm here with Kate. Kate, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, so go ahead and share with us who you are, who you serve, sure. all that good stuff. <laughs> okay, so um, I am, I'm going to go ahead and label myself as a growth strategist for female entrepreneurs and small business owners. Um, so what that kind of means is um, the ideal client and who kind of comes to me is a female entrepreneur, small business owner, whether they've like just started, they're, are, they're five years in, 10 years in, what have you. And they're really just looking honestly for some honesty. Um, what I kind of do with a lot of my clients to just kick it off is I do an audit and I'm brutally honest and it's not to... It's not to, you know, kind of pay attention to what they previously had done or to, you know, like shun them for any of those things. It's just really to like lay it out in front of them and be like, this is what we need to work on and this is what we're going to do. Um, so I build growth strategies for them um, and I use SEO and Google Ads to do so. Um, it's something that's kind of evolved for me. Um, I'm sure I'm not alone when I say like I've pivoted. So many times, and for anybody who's listening who wants to be a female entrepreneur is one, that is like one of the perks. I swear, I swear. It's like totally one of my, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Um, I don't even think it was, it was like I accidentally pivoted and I was like, wow, I can actually do this because I am my own boss and I'm free to do whatever I want. Um, exactly. so yeah, I get to make up the rules. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I've kind of been doing this thing for almost two years. Um, my background before that is kind of pretty typical. I worked for corporate America, a couple different companies. Um, and during that time I just knew I needed to do something different. And all honestly, I would like get in trouble for having my own opinion. And I, I don't know, I've been like that since I was a kid, like just 
wanting to do my own thing. I think back in the day, my parents, you know, told me I had an attitude and like I needed an attitude adjustment because I didn't agree with them. And it wasn't, I wanted to argue. It was just, I simply wanted to do what I wanted to do. So um, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell, um, if you will. So. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I can totally relate to that. Like I was a rule follower, but I also was very independent and wanted to do things my own way. And my mom tells stories when I was a kid, like Mm -hmm. baby kid. And I was just like, I don't even know what I would do with a kid like that. Like horrible. (laughs) (laughs) But it was all just because I had my own opinion. Exactly. I I specifically remember, and I actually, I don't, looking back now, maybe like deep, deep down in my subconscious, it knew like, this is where you need to be. But I was 14. I finished eighth grade. And I literally, my dad, I think it was just my dad. My dad put me on a flight to Colorado and was like, you're going to stay with your aunt and uncle because you need an attitude adjustment for the summer before you become a freshman. And I was 14 and my cousin was 17. And I think we probably all know what I spent my summer doing with a 17 year old (laughs) who had just graduated high school. So yeah, but anyways, I needless to say, I looking back at it, I thought I was totally fine. But the whole connection is that I live in Colorado currently. So oh my gosh. It was meant to be. Like, that's why you had to go. Exactly. So you knew that that was where you were supposed to be. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about SEO and Google AdWords or Google Ads because we often, especially in um, – because I come from the wedding industry, I feel like we don't talk about these two things enough or really understand what they are and how we can apply it to our business in a simple way. Um So let's just start with SEO. Can you tell us kind of like what it is and what we should be doing with it? Yeah, totally. And I will say this too, because um, a lot of my clients are wedding photographers and um, my sister's a wedding photographer and she's kind of my guinea pig for a lot of things that I kind of just, let me try this out and see if it works. So I think one of the things that um, that industry in particular kind of, you get very overwhelmed because it's not, um, I hate using the word like oversaturated. It's not that at all it's just really like where do you begin so that's mm-hmm. where I kind of come in and swoop and save the day so yeah SEO yeah. Oh, okay yeah. so SEO I think everyone kind of knows stands for search engine optimization and really super easy to kind of understand it for yourself is that you're optimizing your website for search engines so you're literally you know you've got photos blog posts you're copywriting all of it you're optimizing it the best way that you can so that search engines can find you and people that are using these search engines can find you easily and organically just like that. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not as complicated as we all think. Like that is exactly what SEO is. That's literally exactly what it is. Like I remember, you know, I don't even remember if I'm thinking correctly, this might come as like a recovered memory eventually how SEO kind of fell into my lap. I think it was more along the lines of like, I was already trying to, I was like creating my own SEO, like with not even, without even knowing what SEO was. Cause I was like, how are we like organically searching for people, finding people like authentically, originally all those words and what, like, wh- how are we going to continue to do it? Like with 
there's got to be a better word for oversaturation. I totally wish I was like, I had a thesaurus, but <laughs> for that, you know, like, and let's just use the wedding industry as like a really good example. Like, how are you going to do it? So that's where I started playing around with, you know, SEO. And I started creating strategies is what I like to professionally call them now. Um, you know, I would literally write things down. I would, I'm, I'm that person who my brain gets really excited at night. I don't like to think of it as like, I can't sleep. It's just, it's super excited. And that's when it like really works best. And so I, that's where my ideas really, really like come alive and come to fruition is late at night. Yep. My creative time is 10 PM to 2 AM. Yes. Consistently. Yeah. (laughs) I, I did not, but I probably could have, man, especially when I'm launching something, I always get like super excited and, or even when I'm working on client work, like done for you stuff, I just love that time. It's quiet. And like, I feel like my ideas can just like run and be free and there's no constraints. And I just love it. I totally, I totally, totally agree. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is specifically with the wedding industry, if you're like, well, what is all these SEO things? Like that's your niche, mm-hmm. like very specifically those like very basic level. That's what you're going to start with is your specific niche. And if you don't have one yet, you should go get one. Yep. Like really you need one. If you're just like, I'm a wedding planner. Yes, you are. But you're a wedding planner for who? So or I just, what area? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. TV. And that's so funny you say that because I think another good word for it, which I came across um, in this book that I'm reading is white space. So it's like, how do you, so like, you know, when you're coming across all these ideas, you're like, can I do this? Is there someone already doing it? Okay, yes. But what else can I do? Like, what's my like unique way of doing it? So exactly like niche white space. Like, yes, like exactly. totally somebody out there who needs your service. Like totally just remember that no matter what. Absolutely. And another way to think about it, which made it really click for me when I was first starting out is if I was going to go on Pinterest and search for me, what would I type in? Yeah, exactly. Like that, those are the words that I need to be using on my website too. Yes, exactly. So that's exactly, that's SEO. It's literally putting yourself in, if you don't have a client, if you don't have a customer, like just imagining who is it that you want to reach, how are you going to reach them? So put yourself in your, in their shoes, do a bunch of market research, um, you know, but continuously do it too, because we all know algorithms, trends, all of it are changing. Um, and that's where, that's kind of a little tip, like where you can get ahead of the game is like, you can jump ahead of that outdated material or outdated search term or whatever it is. And honestly, like use Google as your best friend, like do some market research yourself, go to Google. Like we all know the funny, like when you enter in a search term and it Google suggests those things for you, they know what they're, they know what they're talking about. So when you're doing it for yourself and you're trying to map out those, however many keyword keyword phrases that you want to like hone in on, which spoiler alert, there's really not a limit. Like you, I've, you know, I've heard from clients, I've worked with clients that are like, Ooh, I, you know, I want to like do five or I want to do 10. And that's fantastic. Like that's another, like, that's a more narrowed down niche as well. Like that's just like getting more and more clear and getting clarity around exactly who it is that you want to work with. And that's mm-hmm. fantastic, but don't be afraid to be broad. And really, cause here's the thing too, is like, I find myself sometimes when I want to Google search something, I don't know what I'm looking for. And so I rely on Google and sometimes 
it falls into my lap. Like I'm, we're all super busy creatures. Like we're literally doing a million things a minute and you hop onto Google and you're like, God, what was I looking for? And then there it is for you. So remember that when you're doing the SEO part, you're picking your niche, you're choosing your keywords, your keyword phrases, really just be broad, like be open, like be open-minded. Just don't be afraid to try it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I want to go back to the market research piece a little bit. Are there some good questions that you have that you suggest for your clients to ask when they're doing that market research so they get those good keywords? Yeah. So I do. Okay. So here's an example. I have a client who right now is in the process of she's living in one state and she wants to move to another and she's a wedding photographer. And so how are we going to essentially keep her business while she's like still in one state, but like really kind of get her some brand awareness in the other state. So for me, there's nothing more that I love than a challenge like this. Like it's so much fun yeah. for me. Um, so for that, it's like, you know, like it's more than like, what do you want to be known for? Like how, you know, how are clients, finding you. I actually, I came across, okay, so there is, there's um, a husband and wife elopement, like adventure elopement photographers. Um, and they ran some polls on their Instagram. And it was kind of like, how, like, for our couples, like, how did you find us? Or for, you know, if you're willing, like, everybody's open to kind of advice, like giving advice. We're not, I, I'm all about sharing, like, whatever it is, it's yours. You can have it. Cause I want everybody to be happy and to feel good. So, you know, try that. Like if there's something where you could be like, you know, who is it that you're looking for? How are they going to find you? If you've already been married or you have a friend or a family member, something that I always like, I think we always forget is like our closest support system, like can be the best support system when it comes to like this type of research, this type of like strategy building and everything. So just, you know, if they were in, if you were in their shoes or they were in yours, like how would they find you? Like, how would they want to like, what is it that you have to offer them and just use that when you're doing it? Oh, I love that. And I love that you mentioned using Instagram stories because like doing market research on Instagram, especially on stories is super quick, super easy, low risk for you and for the people that are answering. So you get a lot of responses when you ask those questions, um, especially cause they just have to tap. Exactly. Well, one or the other. <laughs> and another thing too, and this is super simple, is like when you do get your first customer or your client, like make sure you ask them how did they find you? How did they find out about you? Because then you can put some drive and momentum behind that and then mm -hmm. just make it even bigger. You know, like you can try that strategy or implement that particular part into an even bigger strategy. I know because exactly. that's one of the things that's it can become really frustrating because you're like, you know, I'll work with clients and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm getting all of these customers. And I'm like, great how are they finding you? <laughs> like, what's going on? Cause like that makes my job a little bit easier. Um, you know, cause I want you to be, you know, stress-free and only have to worry about showing up for your customer and client. So I can do all the backend stuff, but yeah, Instagram for sure. I also do, I just had a client send over like a whopping list. I swear there's hundreds of them of just hashtags. Um, Cause the other thing too, like in simpler terms is like SEO is very much like the hashtags that we use on Instagram, you know, cause that's a keyword. That's a keyword phrase that you're describing that particular photo and mm -hmm. trying to like idea for other people to find you. Um, so yeah, I, you know, you can pick a few, you could do like five to 10 during a month. You could do, um, 10 to 15, you could do as many as you want, just, you know, and then narrow it down. Um, 
the other really funny thing, which, okay, this is going to remind me of something as a kid. I don't know if, do you know the game Boggle? The like word yes. taking? Okay. <laughs> so here's another fun tip. Wait, hold on. Before we do this, for those of you that have never heard of Boggle. Okay. So it's basically like, you go, you can explain it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if I can ex- explain it. Okay. Way. I'll explain it. So it's like these little dice. They all have letters on them. They're in a box. You shake it up, and then they arrange themselves on a grid at the bottom. And you basically have a cross or a word search puzzle. It's new every single time, and that's basically Boggle. You're trying to create the most words yes. than anyone else is playing. Exactly. <laughs> but what we used to do, especially my brother, because he was always he was like Boggle champion all the time. He would do like you know one word, so it would be like. Kind of in a space like lime, and then it would be like limes. Okay, so use that when you're doing like the SEO, the market research. Like add an S, okay, because some people are super particular. And also, when you know, remember like when you yourself are on Google and you're searching for something and you automatically click it, it you know, it's like wedding photographers, wedding photographer, like just use all of it. Like, don't you know, sky's the limit. Exactly, exactly. Um, Okay, so where should we be putting this SEO information on our website? Everywhere. Okay, so, (laughs) all right. Okay, so So let's take a blog post, for instance. Let's, like, narrow it down a little bit. Okay, we we all should be producing content of some sort, and you should be hosting that content on your website. Yes. Period. Period. Where on that post should we be including those keywords? Okay, so keywords are going to be anywhere from your URL. So, you know, like WordPress and Squarespace, which is like primarily who my clients are posted on and work with, um, makes it pretty simple, right? Like you create a blog post, you create a page, and it's like your website name forward slash Kate and Chelsea on the podcast, right? So Mm -hmm. then you've got your title, okay? So whatever title of your blog post also make it pretty simple because the other thing is people are kind of lazy okay like they're gonna go on google and they're gonna search but they're ultimately they want it in their face okay so you've got to have something that you know kind of jumps out at them so describe your blog post really well but choose really good keywords so if you're a wedding photographer and you just took an adventure elopement session in yellowstone national park um you know emphasize on yellow Yellowstone National Park, but then probably, you know, throw in something, I would on it like adventure elopement, like with whatever your name is, like it, you know, it might seem kind of long, but you're going to stand out more than all of those blog posts, all those pages on Yellowstone National Park that are already out there. So you're especially if someone's looking for elope. Yes. And Yellowstone, like that's going to pop up. Or like adventure Yellowstone, or adventure National Park or whatever it is. So you're still, you're going to cover like all of those bases. Um, Subtitles as well. So ideally kind of like um, a category to describe what it is that you've got. So like, you know, a category that's describing your particular blog post. So you could even, you know, you could double up, but you could also just like, whatever you describe yourself as. So like, I would have my blog post title, and then my subtitle would be like growth strategist, and then like female entrepreneurs, or whatever. So you're going to want it in there. Um, In the first paragraph, ideally. um, However, it's not to say, you know, like, because when you do a Google search, it's going to highlight those particular words. And it may not be in the first paragraph, but it's definitely somewhere in the blog post. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've done it a million times where I like I'm searching for something in particular. 
I click, you know, whatever it is, like second, third, whatever, and it takes me to it. And I'm kind of like, hey, where's that, where's that paragraph about what it is that I'm looking for? So remember that. Okay, so that's like, don't, don't bore them, don't try to trick them. Um, There's other ways that we can do that. So essentially have it in the first paragraph, like whatever it is that you're choosing for a focus keyword, keyword phrase, have it kind of be like right in their face. Yeah, it should be above the fold for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, and then I would say, I don't know, I'm really, I'm super big on trial and error and also what you're comfortable with. If it's like as far as how many words per blog post, I know there's a million articles out there that say like specifically 200 to 600 or like 800 to 1,000, whatever it is. But I honestly truly believe if you, if you're reaching the client's you know, that know they need you or whatever it is, like, they're going to spend time on it. Like, they're going to totally not even count how many words that you have in your blog post. Like, they're there for a reason. And if it feels good for you, like, do it. It's fine. So that brings me to if you've got a blog post, and you are not super heavy on writing, like you've just feeling like you don't want to write a bunch, but you have a bunch of photos, that's where you're going to do the keywords, the keyword phrases on the back end with the alt tag text description of the actual images. Exactly, exactly. And all you photographers and videographers out there, this is where you're going to get your SEO up because you don't need a novel to go with every single um, portfolio blog post that you're posting. Like You shouldn't. People aren't going to read it anyway, and it's going to sound fake. Exactly. You should have it you know, and because here's what's interesting, too, is like, you know, maybe someone coming there is like, oh, this is great. Like, it's personable. You're talking about how you as a wedding photographer felt while taking these images. And some people might be turned off by that, you know. And so it's like, use those for, you know, maybe different intentions on your other blog posts. Um, but totally, it's your blog post is like this mini portfolio. So if you've got beautiful images, because that's your niche, and that's what you're known for, then show them off. Um, so exactly. yes, 100%. Um, and that's where this template that I've created um, comes into play. So it's essentially like I'm handed a bunch of photos and um, from a wedding photographer client of mine, let's say, and all of them, well, let's say all of the images are already uploaded, right? So they're uploaded into WordPress, whatever, or they're given to me in a folder and then I upload them myself. So Basically, you're describing this particular photo or this folder of all of these images and then all of the individual images to someone um, who isn't able to view them. So like, let's say that they don't load on the page for some reason. Yeah, they don't load on the page. You know, ideally, you're catering to someone who doesn't have the fastest Internet access or whatever. So you're describing each individual photo for that person. If that person wasn't able to see and they wanted to see and you wanted to make that like literally photo come to life that's what you have in mind when you're doing that also I don't know if a lot of people know this but if I come to your website and you've got alt tags and descriptions on the back end and I go to pin one of your images it's going to pull through onto Pinterest and that's going to boost your SEO even more yes so it's amazing. It is amazing. It's super small tips and it's super easy. It can be time consuming. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, especially the blog posts that have, man, like 20, 30 beautiful photos, you know, and if you're getting down to the nitty gritty, like, you know, you can really, if you've got something, you know, like suddenly you took this, if 
you're also trying to work out like your own niche or finding your white space. And you're like, Ooh, I really did like that adventure elopement session in Yellowstone national park. I want to do more of that. Then you can definitely use the same, um, you know, keywords, keyword phrases in the alt tags and descriptions as you want. Like you can have like them all be exactly alike, but if you, you know, want to be broader, then take some more time and just be more, a little more specific in each of the descriptions for those photos. Oh, I love that. And I like that you actually gave us permission to have the same alt text for all the photos. I feel like that's one SEO thing I hear a lot is that you have to write a different alt text for every single photo. And it's something that I just don't do because I don't have time to do that. Like, no. I don't, I don't care. I want them to come for one specific purpose and look at that blog for that. Exactly. Um, so I typically just use the same one like three or four times on the post. <laughs> nope. And I, yep, this is me giving you permission and everybody else listening. It's totally fine. Yay. Okay. I feel better. <laughs> I've been doing it and like not telling anyone about it, but I'm like, heard it from an SEO person. Yes. It's legal. You can do it. <laughs> I love oh man. Oh, I love that. Okay. So let's, now that we know what SEO is, kind of where to put it, how to use it. Let's talk about Google and the ads on Google, because that is a huge, huge thing that I think a lot of us either don't even know exists or are not utilizing. Yep. And I mean, how many times have we, God, I think this is something like, without even saying I was brought up on it, but how many times have we Googled something, seen an ad, and we thought it was spam? And so we were like, I'm not going to click on that. Like, I'm going to go away from that. But to kind of like, just really flow into things, like, remember that. So when you're doing a Google ad, you've got someone's attention clearly because they saw you, they're probably going to go to your website. They'll probably do a Google search. So if you don't get that particular click, it's okay. Like they're still going to see you. It's brand awareness. So, okay. Google ads. though, um, it is my favorite way to market my clients. Um, why is it your favorite? Okay. So it is my favorite because, you know, all right. If I was an ad, I would be a Google ad and this is why. Because I'm all about sharing. I'm all about making you feel good. And that's what Google ad does. I kid you not. Like it's not this big scary thing. And I know because I've had so many clients come to me and I have worked with even like fellow entrepreneurs and business owners. And they're like, you know, I've tried ads. I've spent so much money. I do all this ad spend like thousands of dollars every month. And like, maybe I see stuff, maybe I don't. And it's like, okay, well maybe we need to like, build you a strategy. Like maybe we need to actually like implement a few other things um, and pay attention to the analytics, the results that we're getting. And we need to switch some things up. And we also need to be a little fearless and just go for it. So just yes. literally trial and error. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I did the Facebook ads for a super long time and it was like, okay, so it's, all money aside, like I am spending all this money or not your little bit of money, you know, like you could spend a couple dollars a day on Facebook ads, you could reach some people, you could get some website clicks. But what do you really get at the end of a Facebook ad? Like, what do you what do you do with it? Like, how do you even know? Sure, like I hit some demographics, but like, how do I even know? Like, what is that going to benefit me from? So with Google ads, the big thing for me was the first time I ran an ad, I got this like the this first day that it was started running, I got this suggestion on how to improve it, but not like not like demeaning me, like not being like, oh, you did a horrible job, like you should have done this, which I feel like Facebook even does sometimes with their ads. Like 
they have their own little background and they're like, Hey, you know, you should be doing this instead. Or this is for, I swear, have you gotten the notification? That's like, um, this ad is performing less than someone yes. doing the exact same thing. And I'm like, that's not really encouraging. Yeah, I'm like, quit comparing me to everyone else. Exactly. Like, it's hard enough for me to not do it. Yeah, like, like society does that already for us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, and no thank you. So with Google, it was kind of refreshing. It was like, hey, did you know that you could try this? Like, did you know that you could try that? Um, also, did you know you can pause the ad? Like, don't feel like you're in this big committed relationship with like, I set this amount and this is what I have to spend. Like, where I feel as Facebook I hate like to, again, shut down Facebook for those who are really, really, you know, passionate about it. But I swear, like, I would be like, you know what? I don't want to do this Facebook ad anymore. I'm going to end it. And they'd be like, well, you, you set a budget. So you got to like finish your budget out. Even if you stop it like three days early, a week early, whatever. And it was like, you have to spend this minimum amount. And I was like, no, thank you. I, I really don't want to do that. So the biggest thing for me that clicked after I ran my first Google ad was um, everything that I got to like after the fact. So it was like all these suggested search terms. So typically what I do is when I'm ready to do a Google ad, I make sure that my clients have Google analytics set up and then Google console. So Google console is one of my favorite plat is what would I call it? Software applications, I guess I would call it. Um, And so it's one of my favorites because it's already telling you the search terms, the keywords, the phrases that people are searching for that are bringing them to your website. So um, that's amazing, like for me. So with Google ads, basically, after I'm done running it, in the middle of running it, so okay, let's go back to like when I first ran my first one. So I finished up and it was like, hey Kate, here's a bunch of suggested keywords, keyword phrases that you can use next time or for whenever. And I was like, wait a minute, is this like free SEO? Like this is literally, Google telling me that based on the ad that you just ran, all of these search terms that you already did and like bravo for you that you finished your first campaign. But by the way, here's some help. Like, let me share the wealth and the knowledge. And so that for me was like, I'm never doing a Facebook ad again. So that's where I got like really obsessed with Google ads. It was like, okay, what else can I do? Because here's the thing is that, you know, ideally for someone who's not, into Google ads, or at least not super familiar with it, you're probably not going to spend a lot of time in it, right? Like you kind of want it to work for yourself. You want it to automate a little bit, but that's where I kind of come in. And cause I'm in it every day and I want to learn, I want to know, like, I want to understand like, where's this going? Where's this heading? What are we getting from this? So now the way they have it. So Google ads back in July dropped AdWords, Um, and that was just simply to like better serve the community. That's using Google ads. Um, Mm -hmm. So they've got so many different options, so many different um, ad sets that you can use. And literally the moment you push start, it's like they're analyzing your ad. They're giving you suggestions. They're telling you like, hey, why don't you try this word instead? So I ran a Google ad for my sister, who's a Colorado wedding photographer. And this is where like, really reaching out to someone who knows SEO, like has expertise in it, like, and is willing to look into this for you is going to be super helpful because I think a lot of times we kind of don't mean to, but we think very like narrow minded. Like we're like, no, I want to be the number one wedding Colorado wedding photographer. And it's like, let's like utilize the other keywords, the other keyword phrases, like let's like focus on that. So with her, 
I was doing, you know, the typical Colorado wedding photographer, a couple different ones. And like literally immediately the moment I launched it, Google suggested doing abbreviated CO wedding photographer. And I was oh. like, I was like, wait, let me look into this. Cause I don't want people to think like they're looking like she's looking for a co wedding photographer, like a partner or something. Sure enough, people are lazy and they want to abbreviate state names when they're searching for services, products, whatever. And so, I would never have thought of that. Exactly. So I but Google told you. Yeah, Google told me. So I literally took that advice and that was a new keyword that we then applied to future blog posts, current blog posts, her website in general, like the title if you want to. And you don't you don't have to do this with every keyword, but it's just a That's a big one though. It's a huge one. It's literally it's like handing you free knowledge. Here you go. It's free. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So yeah, it, oh, I love it. Yeah, that's one of like the many reasons why I love it so much. But it's it's just it's guided. It's super easy to learn, super easy to understand. Um, you have to have some patience with it. Um, I feel like that's any ad yeah. program. Like you're gonna have to have, or any software in general. Like yeah, there's a learning curve. Exactly. And you know, here's the other thing: is like take their suggestions, like just try it, you know, like they're, they're the experts, you know, like you've got an expert doing it. And, but then they're actually the experts because they know what's out there. Like literally, I don't know how long Google has been around and there's some like crazy statistic, which is like 97% of like um, people who use search engines, a use Google and then like relied on them. Also, here's the other thing. Don't be discouraged. If you don't show up on the first page, the moment, you start a strategy or even in the middle of a strategy at the end of a strategy, because I think what's happening these days too, is that Google searchers are willing to go past the first page. Yes. You know, I think, so don't, that's a very like, that's a myth. Like just don't. And if you think about it, like there's so much information out there, like getting on the first page, like I don't, there's just so much information out there and you may not be searching the right term to get, Exactly. And it all depends on your niche, like whatever, if you've got, I had a client who, um, she was opening her own nail salon. And so like for her, it was important to be like that, whatever type of nail service that she was offering, because that type of client is probably going to stay on the first or second page, right? That's what she's really going to hone in on. So that's a little bit different strategy. Like that's just what we use, you know? And so yeah, just be like, be willing, be open minded, you know, and um, the other thing is to, you know, celebrate like the small victories, you know, like, I ran a couple ads, you know, like I said, for my sister, and we were on the first page for a text ad. And I was like, I'm screenshotting this, like, this is amazing. Oh my great. Because the other thing is like, it's probably gonna go away, like, right, you know what I mean? But think about how many people you literally just showed up with, like, during that search that you were just looking like how many millions of people I think it's billions use Google every day oh my gosh oh my gosh definitely going to add some Google ads this week (laughs) okay so here's the other thing too um depending on your hosting site which I know a lot of people might know about it but never really dove into it is like Google's also there to help with credits I just got an email the other day and was like here's 150 dollars in credits Yes. Depending on your hosting, typically it's like you can spend 25 and then you get 75. I'm also a firm believer. It's not for everybody, but typically like you don't have to spend a lot. Like I spend between like 50 and 75 bucks on a campaign and I usually only have to run it like once or twice. 
unless you've That's got like, amazing. yeah, unless you've got like, and if you've got launch upon launch and upon, uh, you know, all these other things, like you can certainly be spending a little bit more, but ideally like the type of strategies that I am building and because I'm implementing the SEO portion too, Mm-hmm. that's really like you don't have to spend a lot and Google's there to help like literally and the credits never expire they might say they do I've used them and they're just there like literally sitting in your account for you to use yes uh, I'm gonna go click on that email now because yes I do have that sitting mm-hmm. in my inbox yep. <laughs> oh man that yeah that's just like I feel like you just changed everything in my business with those two little tips yep Oh my goodness. Okay. So for those of us that are just like, whew, mind blown. Yeah, that's a lot. What's, the first step? <laughs> what's like the action that someone should take right now as soon as they finish listening to this podcast? Okay. So here is a little tip trick action that you can totally do on your own. You don't have to hire anybody for it. Okay. Well here, I'm going to tie it into like kind of two. So first things first, give yourself an audit. Okay. So the way I do the audits are I do them on multiple devices. I do them at a coffee shop when it's like a shared network. I do them at home when I've got pretty fast, ideally internet. I do them at the airport. I do them on my phone. So what you're looking for is just like, you're combing through your own website, you're clicking on your own links, you're making sure all of the links work. Because you'd be surprised, like a lot of them don't and people get turned away from that, right? Like, especially on mobile devices. um, You know, just make sure everything is working properly. And do that periodically, you know, I mean, I, me, like, I'm not perfect. I had one the other day and it was because something was off on my hosting site and it was just like, I had to like refresh, double click, whatever. But remember that because I honestly feel like, especially for your clients, like they're looking kind you know, they're going to get like turned off. They're going to get bored. They're going to be like, nope, I don't, that didn't load quick enough for me or like, you know, and just remember that. So give yourself a little audit. Um, here's the other thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to suggest is that have your friends and family do it too. Okay. So on top of that, this is a tip that I'm going to say, which is one of my favorite things to do. Okay. So when you launch a product, when you build a what, like a page, when you add a page, when you launch your own website, when you write a blog post, okay, let a few family and friend members know, okay, about it. But what you're going to have them do is whatever keyword and keyword phrases that you have chosen for that particular blog post, page, website, whatever, you're going to give to them to do an organic search so that they're going to find you. You might not be on the first page, so tell them to have patience, okay? And then they're going to find you, find your post, find your website, whatever. They're going to click through it, spend some time on it, do some scrolling so we have the click through and the bounce rate, really just like click through rate high and like bounce rate low. And they're going to spend some time and have them do it. And here's the best part too, is if they're in different cities and states, that's where you're going to be like pinging in those areas too. Oh my goodness. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah. And I honestly, I like stumbled across it because um, our parents live in Wisconsin and I was there and I don't remember, but like my sister was like, Hey, I wrote a new blog post. Will you, you want to check it out? And I was like, yeah, totally. And actually give me the keywords and the phrases that we're going to use for this. I'm going to do it in Wisconsin. I'm going to have mom and dad do it. And then we're also going to do it when we get back to Denver and we're going to have like your close knit of friends, like your mastermind group, your Facebook group, like whoever, like whatever it is. And 
give it to them. And I swear, like, it's going to blow your mind, change your life. Also, just thought of this. If you're like me and you're like, it feels kind of braggy to send the blog post to my friends every single time. Mm -hmm. Like, don't think of it as that. Like, think of it as asking for their help with your business. Because, Mm -hmm. like, if you have them go do the keyword search, this is going to change everything for you. Like, your SEO is going to skyrocket. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's one. That's, Literally, my mind feels like it's exploding right yeah. now. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things, something I share, teach all the time. And that, you know, that's something like you can feel good about, too, because that's just like it's an automation, essentially. Like, it's just automated, like all the time. And yeah, I mean, if, you know, grandma or grandpa is like it's slower for them, whatever, like send them the direct link, you know, like you can totally do that too, because that's, that's going to put you out there as well. And exactly. And they'll probably spend a lot of time on that page because they care and they want to know what you're doing and they want to know what you're up to and understand your business. Exactly. At least if they're like my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This episode has just been like so full of information. I feel like we need like a video tutorial of all this stuff too. Yes. Amazing. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, it's something like, I'm just, it's, it's so funny because I swear this isn't like the path that I set out on. Like it was just like, this is a, this was a huge pivot for me. It was like getting into this direction and like ideas like that and like tips and tricks have come so easily to me. And that's where I like, that's how I know. Like, I'm just like, I'm going in the right direction. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's how it was with me and switching over to doing coaching. It was just like, I was already doing this and like now I'm going to like make it an actual service so I can help strangers too. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So I end all of my interviews with a couple questions because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're burnout proofing our business. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what is the best decision that you have ever made for your business? Oh, okay. Um, honestly, all right, I'm going to say this because it was a pivot and it was a big decision because this, what I originally like set out to do um, was I really, okay, so I love social media because I love the whole like keeping social media social and the connections and all of that, but I get bored really easily. So I think the best decision for me for my business was when I decided to pivot away from social media management. Um, I loved it. I really, really did. But what happened was I was spending all this time on everyone else's social media and not on mine. And I no longer, it no longer sat with me. It just was like, I don't, I am so disgusted by social media, Instagram, like, especially I just was bored and I'm still a little bored with Instagram. Instagram stories are where it's at, like for sure. Um, yes, I totally agree. But yeah, I'm going to say like best decision for me was like pivoting away from that. Like honestly, because everything else has felt so good after doing yeah. that. Yeah. And I feel like if you really listen to your intuition and like you probably felt that you were bored with it, yeah. you did, were not excited by the work you were doing. Like that's when it is time to go ahead and try and pivot. Yep. And it doesn't have to be a big pivot. Yours happened to be a pretty big pivot, but it doesn't have to be. It might just yeah. be that you need to tweak something. Exactly. And I mean, another thing, just like a double is I am like for the first time hiring a VA. 
So that's something that I was like, you know, I was like, no, I could do all of it. I'll say yes to this. And like, and then feeling empowered to say no to like a couple things or whatever. And even like the pivoting away from like that huge thing that essentially like created and started and defined my business. But yeah, the VA thing is something else that's going to be like amazing for my yes. business. Oh my gosh. We were actually talking um, offline before we started recording about the whole idea that you can give yourself permission to have a team, even if you still want to be a solopreneur, like yeah. you need those people in that support system around you to actually like grow. Exactly. And it can be part of your growth strategy is like hi having that team around you. And it doesn't have to be like full employees, it could be contractors. Exactly. And one of the things too is like I, I do talk big about like having a support system and stuff. And here's the thing, sometimes it's really nice to have the <laughs> Um, unbiased opinions of other people that totally like can feel you and be on the same wavelength as you. But sometimes, cause what happens with me is like, well, I know you're just saying you like that cause you're my mom <laughs> yes. and I know that you're going to support me no matter what. So that's where like the team comes into play because like, they're also going to hold you super accountable and vice versa. And I think for me too, cause I just love sharing so much and I love really like teaching and just being passionate about that part too. So. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like adding that team aspect, it's going to free you up so you can use more of like your creative energy instead yeah. of being stuck in like the admin type stuff and the day to day things that you have to do because you own a business. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that you have to be doing it. Yep, exactly. Couldn't agree more. Oh my gosh. Love it. Okay. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone that is on the edge of burnout? <laughs> Okay, this is going to be pretty simple and also pretty deep, uh, like everything else I feel like we've been talking about. So <laughs> just, okay, for your sanity, outsource the things that don't make you feel good. Seriously, like even, you know, and I know it's sometimes hard to like take our own advice. But if you are like, if you're feeling overwhelmed at all, you just know that you you don't have to like you literally don't have to there are ways to not feel burnt out and overwhelmed. So just outsource the things that you aren't good at. And it's okay, just accept that you're not good at it. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's one of the things like I love why I love working with my one on one clients as much as I do is because like, I know, like, dude, you're really good at being like my sister, like a wedding photographer, wedding industry, there's no way I'd go out and like stand 13 hours and take photos and all of that. So like the things that you aren't good at and don't want to do, like bring them to me. And I'm gonna, you know, you're gonna take my photos. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And like the thing that I've learned over the last few years of being in business is there is someone that does that. Yes, yes. Like you think that there Fortunate. isn't, but there is. 100%. Like this is, <laughs> yeah, you just have to find them, yep. but they're out there. Exactly. They're out there. And the other thing too, kind of like put some momentum around is like, the chances are like, they're looking for you too. You know, like they're totally, they're going to meet you there and it's going to happen and it's going to feel amazing. And you're going to be, and here's the other thing too, is like, don't have any regrets. Like if you, you know, it's like with me being like, man, I really need a VA. And instead of being like, I should have got one so long ago. Instead, I'm just, I'm so grateful at all of the email responses I got for needing one. So. Exactly. Exactly. I like that perspective and it takes it like, from that negative idea, like, oh, I wish I would have to a very positive, like, okay, like, this is what we're doing. And I'm excited that we're finally doing it. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Exactly. Oh, I love that. 
Okay, really quick, last thing. I end every single episode with a little bit of this or that so we can get to know you just a little bit better okay. um, as a person. <laughs> so, early bird or night owl? Oh, night owl. <laughs> I was going to say, you already answered this. <laughs> we talked about this offline too. Oh, I love it. Yes, yes. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Yes, Lots of I am that. too. I actually do both, but lately I've been all about coffee. I mean, I guess I, I do kombucha. I drink kombucha too. So I will say tea, but for coffee, like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, red or white? Red. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like most people that come on my podcast are white. Or I had a couple that were like rosé. But Mm-mm, I'm red. so excited I, to find a red girl. <laughs> oh, oh, good. You are too. Okay, no. Yeah. Red all the time. And you know what? During the summer months, just pop that bottle in the fridge for a little bit. Exactly. Just or just add an ice cube. Yes. Like there's okay, yeah. Or add a, a really cute ice cube. Yes. Exactly. It. Especially if it's like one of those like pre molded ones yes. that won't melt. Yes. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah, I, I drink uh I drink whiskey and bourbon. So I kinda I learned that trick from my brother in law who gave me like the little the whiskey stones. The whiskey stones, yeah. Yeah. So oh, genius. <laughs> um all right, Gilmore girls or friends? Oh, can I say neither? Sure. Ooh, I'm going to say, okay, I've never seen an episode of Gilmore Girls. Friends is fluffy, and I like, um, it feels like, for me, it feels like warmth, because it's so, like, it's known to so many people, um, and I love that aspect, but ugh, neither. So if you had to pick, like, what would you pick? Kind of in that same realm. I, I mean, I would say friends. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm more, I love, I love so. crime. So I'm going to say Law and Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good show too. Nowhere near. I get sucked in one. and I like binge that one. Like. Love it. Cool. I literally, I've seen, I've seen literally start to finish so many times. Favorite seasons are all with Elliot. So. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. City, beach, or mountains? Mountains, Pacific Northwest specifically. Uh, I still haven't been there. I need to go. I was just, I was gone for three weeks and I was up there and I just got back last Tuesday and it was, oh my gosh. I've been there a couple times. Um, I, I think I'm going to move there. <gasps> Spoiler. Mm. I, and by my, uh, I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a plans? Like um, a date? Yes and no. I mean, I've, I've got some like goals that I've set within myself to really accomplish by the end of the year. Um, I do, I've got, I have family out there, so I wouldn't be like completely alone, but, um, yeah, it's been, I, I went there for the first time three years ago and Ooh, it's just like, it pulls on my heartstrings every time I think about it. And every time I'm there, it's just even better. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. My sister-in-law lives up there now and I'm like, we have to go visit her. Like we have to. I love it so much. So, so much. All of her stories. I'm just like, can I just come like be a fly? Well, I know. And I've been in Colorado for the last five years and the mountains are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But like I need, I grew up in Wisconsin and we had lakes. And so I just need, I need the water and I need the mountains and the greenery and ooh, the cool temps. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dogs or cats? Cats. I have two. <laughs> oh, what are their names? Peanut and Pooh Bear. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those are so cute. They would fit in with all of me and my friend's dogs. We're 
So my dog's name is Banjo. Oh, <laughs> one of my love best it. Friends. Tuna. Another one is Pretzel. Tuna. No, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And then we have Katsu and Eve. And I'm sorry if I'm forgetting all the other pets. We have a lot of pets oh. so, in our friend group. I love it. My yeah. so my brother and his girlfriend just got a new puppy. So she has she has a cat named Bonnie. She has a dog named Arnie. And the dog, the puppy, literally little scrawny little guy. His name is Milton. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, oh. Milton was actually my grandpa's name, so it's like a super special name for me. Oh, I love it. My so then my mom has a cat, and his name is Walter, which was my grandpa's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I love pets. Yes. There's, they're like the best. If you don't have one, like at least get a picture of one mm-hmm. to set out. Cause like pets are the, when I'm having a bad day, Banjo knows it and he'll oh, come over and can like totally comfort me. Totally. Like just, I know peanut more than Pooh Bear for me, but she's like, it's like her sixth sense. She like knows it. She's right there with me. Yeah. Um, okay. Yoga pants or dress pants? Yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> All day, every day. Yeah. In fact, I was the other day. I was like, I think I need more. I only have ten pairs. Right? That's like, I was like, I think I need more black yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then the book or the TV slash movie? Uh, the book. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. I always have to read the book before I'll see it. Like, there are some yeah. movies that I have not seen yet because I haven't read the book yet. Yep, me too. And I, movies are interesting for me. I don't know if it's because. I don't know why it is, but something about like spending the time on a particular movie and like being indoors and like kind of not being able to like, I'd rather watch it in the comfort of my own home. So mm-hmm. yeah, the book for sure. The book. Yeah. Totally feel you on that. Yep. Okay. So tell us what is coming up for you in the next couple months. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I'm super excited because as I've already talked about, I love sharing. So what I'm in the process of putting together is a four week build your VA resume course. Um, so it's going to be online. Um, and it's officially going to launch with early bird pricing November 15th. And then we will begin on December 1st. So this is for, um, you know, while I was putting this together, I was thinking of like my ideal client, which is obviously like someone like me and someone like you, Chelsea, like, you know, just Mm -hmm. super empowered, like boss babe, like wanting to do it all, but also knowing like we need to outsource, we need a little help, like where can we go for like a safe space? So, um, you know, I designed it for the VAs who either need a refresh, have no idea like where to go to, they've attended a million, you know, webinars for the female entrepreneur who has a VA and is like, Hey, this is something that you should totally look into. So what's going to be included is a lot of what we talked about, like the SEO, the Google ad portion, like all these how to's like literally from start to finish each week, we're going to introduce something new. Um, halfway through, we're going to have a live Q and a at the end, we're going to have a live Q and a, you can ask me all of your questions. And it's really, it's going to be this like 24 seven resource guide for you on all of these things so that you too can really like get behind the fact that it's not, hard it doesn't have to be overwhelming or complicated at all oh my gosh I love it and I cannot wait I will definitely have that link for you guys in the show notes 
All right. So where can we find you if they're like, I gotta, I gotta meet Kate. I gotta follow her. I gotta know everything. Okay. If you gotta see peanut and Pooh bear. All right. So you can find us. It's usually just me. Um, Instagram. <laughs> my handle is uh, my first name, Kate dot my last name, Kaloran, K I L L O R A N. Um, and then my website is katekaloran.com. Yes. And I will have both of those links for you in the show notes as well. Kate, thank you so much. This has been just fantastic. I feel like I need to go restructure some things today. Um, probably will tonight actually. And <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Honestly, it was such a blast to chat with you. Oh my gosh, guys, I took so many notes in today's episode. Let me tell you, I took so many while we were recording it live, and then again when I was listening to it to edit, and if you did not take a thousand notes, I don't know what you're doing. So definitely go back and listen to this. Listen really close to all of those SEO tips, and if you have not given Google Ads a chance, definitely go check your email. Sign up for Google Ads, first of all, and then check your email for any coupons. They send them out all the time. Like, no joke, they really do. Um, so every episode, I end on giving you a permission slip. And today is no different. So I want to just give yourself permission to build your team and support system. Kate talked a lot about how you need those people around you, and she's so right. Definitely give yourself permission to build that team and support system around you. You don't have to hire them as employees. They can be contractors. They can be other people that you are trading work with, but take time to really think about what are the things that I want to get rid of and off of my plate because they are not making me happy. They are draining my energy. They are making me feel so upset about life and dread going to work. Get those off your plate. It's your business. You can do what you want. And if you don't want to do those things, you don't have to. There are people out there that will do them. I promise. Just do a quick Google search and you'll find someone for every task that you need done. So again, your permission slip is I give myself permission to build a team and support system around me, even if I want to stay as a solopreneur so that I can grow. Because honestly, you're going to be stuck right where you are if you stay a solo shop of one, 100% for the rest of time. So definitely think about outsourcing some things, sharing some of the responsibility and creating that support system around you so that you're able to focus on the bigger things, you're able to give yourself permission to go big and you have the time and space to do that. All right, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would head on over to your favorite podcast app and click subscribe. That way you don't miss a single episode in the future. And remember to go sign up for the challenge that is happening right next week, um, all about organizing your inquiry process so that you can take time off whenever you want to. Head on over to chelseabfoster.com forward slash challenges to get signed up for that. And again, be sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any of future episodes. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening.